Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Sean Gerlin. Sean, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Let's go. Excellent. Let's do this. Sean is a CFP, a CHFC, and a COU. He's the founder, principal, and financial planner at Envision Wealth Planners. I'm excited to have you on. Sean, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay, I'm a, um, well, as you said, I'm a CFP, CHFC, and CLU. Uh, I have my own independent fee only financial planning firm based in Orlando, Florida, uh, where I live with my wife, Nicole, my eight year old daughter, Avery, and my five year old son, Will. Nice. Uh, graduated from the University of Florida, go Gators. Um, <laughs> coming to first football game of the year next, next Saturday. So excited for that. Um, and uh, I, realized in terms of why I do what I do, I realized a couple years ago that the financial advising and planning profession was going through a transition and probably had been for a while. Um, you know, the commission and product sales based world was, is kind of being phased out a little bit and replaced with the service and asset management for a fee, the fee only world. And that's where I wanted to take my practice. So, um, really helping my clients as a fiduciary and take them to a place where transparency was rampant regarding fees and what the client was going to get from their advisor. Um, further to that, I believe there's a lot more to financial planning than just figuring out a number and setting a plan to achieve it. You know, I go through a process with all my clients that helps them discover the emotions and motivations that drive the decisions they make with their money. We talk about things like what their parents taught them about money, how they react to varying changes in their life, as well as their levels of satisfaction with different aspects of their lives, things like their finances, health, work, family, um, what drove them to have different levels of satisfaction in those areas. And really all this helps me gain a deeper understanding of the values that they possess so we can identify and create goals that have more meaning and purpose in their lives. I think that oftentimes taking a financial plan and implementing it can seem like a chore to clients. But I think when you have a really clear vision of why you're going through these motions, it can turn into something that's rewarding and fun. I mean, I love what I do, but uh, oftentimes I think that the clients, they, they can get a little, uh, a little stuck. So, you know, by, by really gain, gaining an understanding of what's important to them, it, it helps, them, uh, helps them move through, through the motions a little bit easier. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I can't ever blame somebody for feeling, feeling a little bit stuck. It's like yeah. we, we have so many demands on our time and our attention these days. And it seems like there's all kinds of new things getting thrown at us all the time. Um, so I think it's easy to, to feel overloaded. And sometimes when we feel overloaded, then we don't do anything at all. So having somebody to kind of guide you through that process, I think, is extremely valuable. Right. Um, 
are there certain things you talk about the industry changing? It's certainly, I mean, I think that the technology is, is changing, uh, the way that people do planning and investing and everything else. Are there certain things that, that, that you look at like, like percentages or rather statistics going on in the country right now and say, these are some of the main issues that I think we need to address. I hear a lot about and talk a lot about how like half of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and couldn't come up with $400 in case of an emergency and, and things like that. Are there certain problems that, that, that you really think that people should be focused on? Um, you know, I think I work with a lot of working professionals. Um, and I think, you know, from my perspective with them, it, it, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about and, and what you uh, referred to. And in terms of people are busy, you know, I, they just, it's tough for them to take time out of their days. And I work with, like I said, a lot of working professionals, but they have families too. You know, people have kids and young kids and school just started this week here in Florida. So, um, you know, it's, you get back to a sense of normalcy, but I think that taking time out of your day to, to understand what's important to you and, and trying to focus on some of the financial planning, uh, things that I spoke about is important. And it's for me, when I, when I meet with clients, I always try to get them to understand that it is okay to take time to focus on this stuff and it's important to do it. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I see in, in, in terms of the paycheck to paycheck, whether your household income is $40,000 a year or $400,000 a year, there are people that live paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and it's it's a struggle for the wealthy and for the for the people that are are really struggling. And, and it's it's kind of sad that it, it comes to that. And I think it takes um, it takes people realizing and, and having maybe an aha moment or something happen in their lives where they look back and say, I need to start adjusting some things in my life. Uh, when it comes to maybe my spending or how much I'm saving or, you know, what I do with my children, um, how much I spend with them and spend on them and teach my kids about money. Um, so taking that step back and really understanding all of that is super important. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I don't know what it was. Uh, it made me think about this idea that time is on your side or it's not on your side. You think you said you have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. I've got a right. soon-to-be three-year-old and one on the way. And everybody says it goes so fast. You really need to, to try to be super mindful and present. But th- that's true for everybody, right? It's like yeah. we are super busy. We're, we're raising families. We're working hard. We're, we're, we're trying to just keep everything moving in the right direction. But if we don't take this time and, 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 and think about what it is that we really want our future to look like, then it's not going to work out the way we want it to. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I named my firm Envision, and it is, it is taking time not only to look at the numbers and, you know, I definitely talk about the numbers with, with clients and prospects, but it's, it's so much of my practice is centered around, taking the time to, to vision what you want your future to look like. And it does go by fast. I turned 40 last year and, you know, I look back and it's been 18 years since I graduated from college and, uh, it's, 
it goes by, I mean, it's no other way to say it. It goes by fast. You look at it and say, okay, well, I've got maybe 20, 25 years to go to retirement, but it's really not that long. And all of a sudden I'm going to be 50. My daughter's going to be going off to college in 10 years. And uh, I look at how fast we've gotten to eight years old and you see pictures that when she was a baby and sometimes it seems like it was yesterday. And um, I, I think that taking taking those opportunities that you have to sit back and reflect, but also look at the future and, and envision is so, so important when it comes to your planning because, um, you know, I, when you look back and I know when I was a kid and growing up in the eighties and you think, Oh man, I want to be a millionaire one day. I want to, I want to have a million dollars. And, you know, today it's just, it's not that much. And in 20 years, it's going to be nothing, right. you know? Um, so, you know, it's looking at those things and putting them into perspective is so important. It is. And oftentimes easier said than done. But what kind of a time commitment are, are, are we really talking about here in order to, to, to sort of get started with this? For people who are listening, they think, well, that sounds a lot like me. Yeah. Uh, how, how, how would you counsel people to, to, to get started? Well, I think when I work with people, I... I typically sit down with them and I, I gain I gain an understanding. I take about an hour with them and an understanding of their different levels of satisfaction and different parts of their whether it's financial life or how they react to money and and things like that. And I, I look at what transitions might be coming up in their lives and then we sit down and we talk. Our next meeting is going to be focused on, um, you know, kind of figuring out where you are right now. And then from there, we we start the envisioning process. So, you know, for for me and when I work with my clients, it's, you know, it's four to five meetings and over a three to four month period. And it but it depends on everybody. I mean, you look at you look at world class athletes and Olympians and highly successful people around the world and a lot of them do take time out of their days. Maybe it's every day. Maybe it's once a week. I mean, I, I'm a, I love golf, so I watch a, a bunch of golf. And you'll see those guys before a lot of them before they hit their shot. They'll close their eyes and they'll just kind of envision how that shot is going to go. And so, whether it's something that's going to happen in the next thirty seconds or whether it's going to be something that's going to happen in thirty years, I think it's important to to take uh, some time and reflect and. I think it's going to be different for everybody in terms of how much time it takes to go through that process. If it's something you've never done before, it's probably going to take a little bit longer. If you're super organized and and have all your ducks in a row um, and you kind of have already developed a vision of what you like, it may not take as long. Um, but I help my clients work through that and and help them build that vision of what's important to them. I, I think that that's great, and I love, I love thinking about terms of, uh, of of an athlete and particularly a golfer. How you get ready to take your next shot, and you're going to take a second and visualize what the shot is going to look like before you actually swing the club and hit the ball. Um, and oftentimes, you're projecting into the future versus thinking about some shot that you hit in the past. Um, and that's something that I know that that I catch myself doing a lot more. Or I'm just more mindful of when I'm just like getting ready for my day or I'm, I'm exercising. I'm thinking about so much stuff in the past that's happened versus and now that I, now, now I catch myself and I'm, I'm working so much harder to think about what I want to have happen in the future. And I think that we need to train ourselves for that. You've mentioned a couple of different times talking to your clients about different levels of satisfaction. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in my practice, I use varying tools. I'll call them tools, but they're they're worksheets or or things that I give to my clients. Sometimes it's homework. Sometimes it's it, we do them in meeting. But um, it's identifying different. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Wheel of Life, but you can pretty much Google it and see it everywhere. But uh, there, there are different aspects of your life, and like I think I mentioned, you know, your finances, health, work, family, your level of satisfaction with leisure, and and all those different things in your life, and and when you kind of segment your life into those different aspects and and figure out, okay, well, what, how satisfied am I with my work life? How satisfied am I with my family life? And you, you put a, maybe a range of one to 10 in those different areas of your life. And then you can open up a discussion about, well, was there ever a time that you were more like if somebody had a one or a two in a, in maybe their work life, well, have you ever had a 10? Well, tell me what that looks like. You know, how can we work to get to higher levels of satisfaction in different areas of your life. And just like just like with your finances and trying to budget and determine how much you need to save, a lot of times there's trade-offs. You know, maybe you have to to trade off some uh, some of your work life if it's very satisfying to you to to up your the level of satisfaction you have with your family and and taking vacations and and doing different things in your in your life and kind of balancing stuff out. And I think that that's, that's what it's all about is creating balance in your money life, but doing it through your actual life. And, you know, there's this, I won't call it a subset of financial planning, but it's, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard the term financial life planning, which is really what financial planning should be. And that's kind of what I practice. And it's, it is bringing your actual real life and, and everything into your finances and, and building a financial plan based on that because I want my clients to enjoy their life now. I don't want them to really worry about what's coming along in the future and that that's what we're planning for but it's important to to live your life now and enjoy it and, and so that's why I go back to those satisfaction areas and I make sure that we're addressing all of them so that so that my clients can understand that it's it's possible to enjoy your life now and still save for the future. Oh, I love that. I think that I, I'm sort of shocked that I've, I'm not familiar with that. I'm going to look it up. I think it sounds like a, an absolutely invaluable exercise for anybody to go through. Um, and what a great conversation to have with a spouse as well. Yeah. And it's so shocking or surprising and and it's fun to see the different because I, I have when I work with spouses, I have spouses fill out their own form individually and yeah. their own of life and their own tools and and looking at some of some of them are a lot alike but a lot of them are very different and uh opening that discussion between spouses is great as well yeah that's you're you're gonna get down to <laughs> what's really important and what you need to be tweaking or doing more of and just having that conversation and i mean that's really if you give somebody the the means to be able to start expressing and articulating those things, I mean, that's such a great starting point. Um, all right. So I think what what a great habit to, to get into and just having those kinds of conversations and thinking about those kinds of things. Are there certain things in, or through lines that you see um, 
or that rather you wish that more people had either the self-discipline or the ability to to follow through on when it comes to planning? Um, you know, I, I think, again, everybody's different. And uh, I see people struggle with, you know, gathering data. Hmm. I see people struggling with uh, the follow-through and implementing a plan. And I think I think that's probably the biggest struggle is is that implementation part of a plan and and really what consumers what I found consumers need is they need somebody to really kind of walk them through and I, I hate to use the term hold their hand but I mean that's kind of what it comes down to um, because if if you do a financial <clears throat> excuse me if you do a financial plan for somebody and it's more of a one-off thing. I think probably the majority of the time, three quarters of the time, that person is not going to follow through and and do the things that you recommend to them. And you know, a lot of times I like to give suggestions and and talk through different options with the client. And you know, if you just hand the client a piece of paper and say, "Go ahead and and do all do these twenty things that you need to do to get your financial life in order over the next twenty years or next uh, next year or so." They're probably not going to do it, and m- maybe they'll do one or two, and then they'll they'll kind of sit back and and let it let everything else go. But if you have somebody who's going to really work with you and and take you and empower you to do the things that you want to do, and again, that's why having that vision and going through uh, the motions of understanding what you want, it's going to make that implementation. Uh, more rewarding, more fun, because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and see what it's going to bring to your life. So, yeah, I, I think that it's that it's that taking a plan or an, at least an initial plan and implementing it is is the struggle. So working working with somebody and having somebody help coach you through all the things that it uh, that you need to do and and take your time to implement a plan is is key. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. I mean. As, as as you're talking, certainly, I mean, what what kind of popped into my head was this the, the process of of making something worthwhile. And I think a stupid way to think about it is making sausage is not a pretty process. Um, <laughs> but you need to make sure that 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 you're 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 following through on everything. And there's going to be times when you're working with people or you're working with your spouse that you're not going to be really happy with one another. Um, but this stuff's way too important to uh, to to not engage in. So, yeah, and I think you know, I I was working with somebody um, recently, and you know, I talk about all the little things. They just bought a new house, and I said, well, why don't we allocate X amount of dollars to let you throw a housewarming party? And you know, they they loved it, and it's not it has nothing to do with their long term goals or anything, but it gives them a sense of satisfaction to be able to envision all their friends and family coming over to their brand new house. And it's, it's great. It's fun. Um, you know, so looking at things like that and and trying to enrich people's lives again in today's world, as opposed to 20 years from now is, is what brings me a lot of joy in what I do. I love it. Well, Sean, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? 
So uh, mine is, it's going to be along the lines of what I've been talking about, but take a step back and envision what you want your future to look like. And like I said, you know, these, there are lots of highly successful people around the world that take times out of, take time out of their days to go through a vision process. And I say, why not apply that to your life and your finances? And by doing this and putting those visions in writing, write them down, you stand a greater chance of living your ideal life. I think that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on John thank you so much for coming on where can Savage Nation learn more about you the best place is probably my website it's envisionplanners.com and I'm also on LinkedIn so you can reach me there as well perfect Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Sean your appreciation and share today's episode with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to envisionplanners.com. Check out all the great resources he has on the site, and I'll list all that in the notes of the show as well. Thanks again, Sean. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about How do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!